Researchers at Stellenbosch Business School found that the pay fairness laws that were implemented are simply not enough in aiding employees to to, to question unfair pay policies and structures in the companies they work for. So that's the picture that they are seeing uh, from a South African point of view. I mean, between 1998, when the Employment Equity Act became law, and 2020, only 26 pay discrimination claims were lodged at the CCMA. And of that 26, only three were ruled in favor of the employee. So now there's a call for employers to have more pay policy transparency. Hmm. And how can employees become better equipped to address these pay gap issues? Cindy Ross joins us on the line, an employment law and labor relations expert from Imani Consultant. Good morning. Thank you for your time. Morning. Thank you for having me. What does the law actually say about payment policies? I mean, is there a, a framework that's that's laid out? So in terms of South African law, we worldwide we actually ranked legislatively um as one uh, as one of the countries that have the best discrimination or anti-discrimination legislation but obviously day to day the implementation of it um mm. is very different and i think mm. if you speak to any south african especially a woman mm. um we're going to have a very different story to tell um in terms of this so what our employment access is that employers should pay equally for um, or each employee should be paid equally for work of equal value. Mm. Obviously, we know that's not the case mm. Um, mm. on the ground. And I think that is what's starting the discussion that, okay, what is it that we actually need to do to start forcing employee, employers sorry, um, to actually start um, taking this seriously? Mm. Mm. 100%. Now, Cindy, to give it a broad definition, what would be defined as unfair pay? So unfair pay would be, um, say, if we're both um, Teagles, but I'm going to be very direct now. Mm. I'm Sarah, I'm white, and then in comes Prudence, and she's black. Sarah's been there two months. Prudence has been there 10 years. Prudence finds out Sarah's getting 10,000 rand. Prudence is getting 2,000 rand, but they're doing exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Um, work so that would probably be defined as unfair pay. Sure. The law does though allow for certain exemptions. So obviously they do factor in if your what are your qualifications, mm-hmm. what is your experience. To differ, differentiating factor also can't be that much if we're doing the exact same work. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and, and the other thing is how do how do I take it up as an employee? I mean, if I feel that like in the example that you put, that there's just unfairness. What what can I do? So I think that is where the problem comes in because every employee has probably heard that, yes, you can't share your paycheck. And mm. there's actually nothing in legislation that says I can't disclose what I'm earning. Mm. It's companies that have implemented policies to try and bar that. And it's understandable because I think uh, <laughs> with our country's history, we do know that there's salary discrepancies. And for in order for them to fix it, it would cost a lot to get everybody on par. So that is probably what the intention is, is just to alleviate that. But like I said, in legislation, there's actually nothing barring you from having a conversation. And in countries that have closed the gap, they actually at the starting point of when you apply for a vacancy, the salary band would already be as part um, part of the, the initial application form, you would know what the salary band is, so you know where to negotiate mm-hmm. um, your salary coming into a company. So as an employee, unfortunately, the problem lies in how do I prove that my salary is 
is unfair because most other employees wouldn't give you and voluntarily give you their payslips so that you have evidence to show um, that there is. Um, as an employee, I think first point is to try and look at outside sources. So recruitment companies generally would do general mm-hmm. pin sparking in industries specific to so that you have an understanding of, okay, where do I, where should my salary be sitting? Sure. And then open up that conversation with your HR to say, okay, this is sure industry-wise is, is the salary benchmark. Hmm. Why am I so far off yeah. from this? Yeah. If you do have evidence, obviously it becomes better. And I think that is why CGMA has seen such a little of those matters is, like I said, nobody's just going to volunteer and give them your payslip because sure. you know you're going to get into trouble. Yeah, <laughs> into the workplace. yeah. And, and just on that and that as well in the workplace, I mean, if you for some, you know, some companies are very toxic and you dare simply go and question how much you're getting paid in HR, etc. And all of a sudden you're looked upon in, with great dissent and frowned upon, rejected almost, and almost as if, you know, how dare you come here? You signed up for this and now you have the temerity to come here and ask why you're not getting paid X, Y, Z. And then all of a sudden the, the environment is hostile and then people are somehow um, made to feel awkward in, in the work environment. So it is a very, very difficult one. Um, but some great insight nonetheless that you've given us this morning. And we appreciate your time. That's Cindy Ross, employment law and labor relations expert from Imani Consultant. Yeah, dive into this one. If you have any thoughts or personal experience on unfair pay, what you make of it, and if you've experienced a reality where you feel you're not getting paid what's due to you, and yet somebody doing the same job of equal value is getting a lot more than you are, and they're literally my figures on.